We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, man. Oh, man. I really wish this game went the other way. But, hey, we still have to do the show anyway. So what's good, Knicks Nation? Salute. The New York Knicks tonight faced the Boston Celtics home at Madison Square Garden. And you know what? In the first half, you thought this was going to be a good one. The Knicks were... The Knicks and the Celtics were exchanging blows left and right in the first half. I mean, you had Jalen Brunson put up 19 points with Jalen Brown putting up 20. You even had Deuce McBride coming off the bench with nine points. And you thought, hey, the New York Knicks were going to be make this one close against a top Celtics team, the number one team in the East, the favorites to go to the NBA Finals. But then the second half would come around, and when the Knicks would even tie the game for a brief moment, The Celtics would then open the floodgates and start going on a relentless scoring spree. They put up 35 points in the third quarter to the Knicks 26. At one point in the third, the Knicks were, the Celtics, I should say, were shooting 70% from the field. They would end the third quarter shooting 68% and then go into the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the Celtics would start to slow down, giving the Knicks an opportunity to hopefully shoot themselves back into this game. But the Celtics' defense was too much for a shorthanded Knicks team. Tonight is a night that you wish you had Julius Randle, OG Ananobi, Mitchell Robinson back. So that way that the Knicks had a fighting chance against one of the top teams in the East. But unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbled tonight. But we are going to talk about it, even though the Knicks lost 102 to 116 to the team from Beantown. So let's talk about it tonight. Make sure to call in. We're using the Discord only tonight. No phone lines. Make sure to support our sponsors, Underdog Fantasy and Manscaped. I'm your host tonight, Alex Harris, a.k.a. The Tratocaster. And with me on the other side is none other than my guy, Jake Asman. You can find this guy over at ESPN Sirius, wherever. he. This man's rising through the ranks right now. But we're going to cover this We're gonna cover this game and break it all down. So make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share the links to all the – to share the link to this video. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Whew. Jake, Jake, Jake. I really wanted this win, my man. I really wanted this win. As a guy who lives out here, I really just wanted the, this win so I can just talk all that ish to the Celtics fans and be like, you know what? This is why Brunson is better. This is why I'll take him in the closing minutes over Jason Tatum because he is that good. Unfortunately, this is just a healthy Celtics team. And to me, the only takeaway, if I'm going to take whatever – Silver lining is out of this loss is that the Knicks were competitive with a shorthanded team against a top Celtics team. A top Celtics team they had to shoot seventy percent from the field, Jake. They had to shoot seventy percent from the field, and it didn't even feel like the Knicks were still that far away from this game. But unfortunately, talent will take you to the finish line, and that's all what the Celtics had tonight. They had their starters. The Knicks didn't. It was tough, man. What was your thoughts about this game? Yeah, frustrating one, just because the talent disparity, Alex, was just on full display. I mean, the Knicks being down, Randall, OG, but then you throw Mitchell Robinson in there, his defense would have been huge uh, inside. Tonight, you're down three starters. So, you know, in theory, this game kind of went how it should go. Now, the Knicks were lucky to only be down four at halftime, despite the fact Boston shot 67%, because Jalen Brunson had 19 points and three assists just to keep it close. But once he kind of cooled off a little bit in that third quarter and the Celtics just had that barrage of threes and they they got it to 20, you know, that was it. The, The Knicks just don't have enough firepower to compete with the Celtics team right now. And, you know, if 
no one else is really going to step up other than, you know, Deuce McBride for a little bit. And here and there you get some contributions from some of the role players, but no one's really going to go off and play like an all-star next to Brunson. Stuff to beat the best team in the league. I mean, the Celtics are the number one seed in the East and have the best record in the basketball for a reason. So you can nitpick certain things. I'm sure there'll be some people who call in, didn't like Tibbs rotations and whatnot, but you know, ultimately the Knicks were lucky to be in the game at halftime. And in the third quarter, the Celtics kind of put the game away because they're the better team with, you know, the state of the Knicks with all the injuries right now. Yeah, man, absolutely. As as I am getting texts right now from people that I know that live out here who are Celtics fans, just saying, Oh, we beat the Knicks. All right, guys. Relax. You beat you beat a shorthanded Knicks team. Relax out there. Okay. But you know what, man? Even in this loss, uh, still, you had a great performance from Jalen Brunson. You know, 34 points, 12 of 25 from the field, 4-9 from downtown. Got you nine assists tonight, three rebounds, one steal. Jalen Brunson doing Jalen Brunson things. And this is why... He is an elite player. This is why we talk about him being in that upper echelon. That's why he's getting the respect that he is now because even with the top backcourt in the NBA with Drew Holiday and Derek White, Jalen Brunson was still able to get to his spots and knock shots down. Of course, if you're not going to have the supporting cast that's also hitting their shots, whether you're looking at someone like Dante DiVincenzo, whether you're looking at, you know, Deuce McBride, who made a great appearance in the first half, and we needed more of that in the second half, you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to keep up with a team like the Celtics. We needed Julius Randle. Uh, there's no question about it. But regardless, for what Brunson was able to do in 38 minutes tonight to keep the Knicks within striking distance for parts of this game, you have to get, you have to give, you have to tip your cap and be like, you know what? He did as best as he could, man, because to have one guy go against Brown, Tatum, and KP, you know, that's their big three over in Boston, okay? that Like, he's just phenomenal. I mean, you just wish he had more help. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it, Alex. I mean, what, Boston ended up shooting, you know, at one point I wrote in my notes here just watching the game, when Boston went up, 20 on the Tatum three late in the third. At that point, the Celtics had hit nine of 11 uh, of their three point attempts in the third quarter. And they were 15 of 25 from three for the game. You know, like it's sometimes just not your night. Like we know the Knicks are an excellent defensive team, even without, you know, uh, their best, you know, perimeter wing defender and OG Ananobi who would have guarded either Tatum or Brown in this one. Sometimes it's just not your night. You know, it kind of just felt like once the Celtics made that run, it was going to be tough for the Knicks to get back in the game. It's just they were going to need someone besides Jalen Brunson to step up. And really, that didn't happen. You have Josh Hart chucking up threes late in this one. Like, that's not his game. That's not what he's supposed to be doing, ideally, with this team. So it was just a tough one. I mean, they were lucky to be within four, but it never really felt like at least uh, I'm curious your thoughts. Like, even when they were within four at halftime, I didn't have a great feel that the Knicks were going to be able to pull this one out in the second half. Maybe you feel differently, but I just felt like the Knicks were lucky to be within four. And I'm like, eh, you know, on one hand, maybe we could spin it positively, but I kind of just felt like eventually Boston's talent would take over. And that's kind of what happened in the third quarter. I mean, for, I, you know, I thought that the Knicks would have a chance in this game because what it seems like for the Knicks, even when they played the game, played against teams like the Bucks earlier this season, you know, you look at how the Bucks had to shoot like a crazy over 60% from the field or 60% from downtown just to defeat the Knicks. And I think it was 60% from downtown that I'm, that now is jogging my memory. And, and for the Celtics, I was like, you know, the Knicks have the offense to keep up, but if the Celtics are going to go on a barrage where it's just, they're starting to, you know, really quick and look like what an elite team can look like, then a shorthanded Knicks team is not going to be able to compete. But, you know, I go into these games always thinking, like, there's a chance. You never know how the other team's going to play. But sure. you, you, when it comes down to the talent, like, they have, what, two guys that are all NBA players in Brown and Tatum. They have, you know, Porzingis, who's having a great season so far, a guy that you could have put up who could have been an all-star this year. So it's it's tough to say that just Brunson alone, unless he had a good game from Dante, you know, and Dante needed to be that score that we've seen him in previous games tonight in order to give the Knicks that chance. And he was just getting blanketed when he was on offense, man. I mean, he didn't get any clean shots off. He had to either rush a shot, even see when he gets, when he was getting going downhill, he didn't get a clean look for layups. So he was struggling tonight, man. That's a guy that you need in order for the Knicks to really thrive. And look, he did his three-point shooting job, four of eight. But that's good when you have Julius out there 
if it's just Dante and Brunson as your backcourt, Dante has to do what he's been doing over the last couple of games, which is scoring like 20 to 30 points, giving the Knicks that chance to win. And look, Dante didn't have it tonight. Uh, as I said, you got a little bit from McBride, but Dante, it was a tough night for him, man. But I never, I never think the team is fully out of it because we've seen wackier things happen in the NBA. And look, they had a chance, obviously, but like the odds going in, you know, the Boston's a better team right now. The Boston, you can make a case they're the better team when the Knicks are fully healthy. I'd like to see it. You know, give me give me that opportunity to find out in a, in a playoff series. They were talking on you know the broadcast tonight, Alex, but. It, it, it's tough. You have guys playing, you know, above their skis, so to speak. Guys playing uh, at a position. And not to mention, too, the Celtics are a phenomenal defensive team. So, like Brunson doing what he's doing when he's dealing with Drew Holiday, when he's dealing with some of the defenders that Boston can throw on him, it's not easy, you know. And, and it's it's taxing. He's got to play a ton of minutes, and they they needed that second scorer tonight, and they never really got that second scorer, and that was a big reason Boston was able to pull away and go on their run. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I will say this. Um, the Knicks have depth. Uh, that's another thing you take away from this game. The Knicks have depth. I mean, I like what Precious did tonight. Even though this wasn't his best game, I still like that he was out there competing. Tough matchup, man. Tough matchup. Um, Josh Hart, I thought he had a solid, well-rounded game tonight. 6-10 from the field, 16 points. Uh, 2-3 from the free-throw line. 2-5 from downtown. Got you 6 assists as well. I mean, these are games. these are the type of games you expect from your role players. But then it goes back to you need that. There's just another level, right? You just need another level. But this is where you just see when the Celtics are clicking, man, they're just a tough team. But I'm not – once again, I'm going to go back to the silver lining. I'm not – if this if the Knicks team – if we have the fully healthy Knicks team, I'm not so worried about the Celtics, okay? Because I think – when you have OJ Ananobi, who's known for putting clamps on Tatum, and you got to force Jalen Brown to be that guy, like, let's keep it real. Tatum was just cruising in the first half. He didn't do anything. He only took five shots. You know what I mean? He took five shots. He didn't play his game yet. And then he came alive in the, second, in the third quarter and really started getting into rhythm. And then once he got into rhythm, everybody else was able to fall into place. So if, that, if you have somebody like OG out there who's going to make Tatum's life hell, I just don't see I, – I don't like you don't have this type of game. You don't have it where it unfolds like, okay, now the Celtics can just bust open the doors and now start taking command. I, 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 that's where I'm like I need to see this Knicks team healthy to know where they really stand in the East. All I could take away right now is that this is a deep team that, that's competitive. They'll compete on a night-to-night basis and give it everything they got. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that upper echelon talent to compete – it's going to be tough, man. And we saw this prior to the break. We saw this on the four-game losing streak the Knicks were on because at some point guys were getting injured, guys were getting tired, and then you just start to see some of the talent disparity too out there. And that's just that's just the name of the game. You need talent in the NBA. No question. And look, from a bigger picture perspective, first two games coming out of the break, if I told you it's Philly and Boston, guess the Nick record, you probably would have settled for one on one and been fine with that, right? So not the worst case scenario for the Knicks to you know, they get the win in Philly the other night, vibes are high, and then you go out there and you lose to the Celtics at home when you're down three starters and they're fully healthy. Like it's really not that surprising from a big picture perspective. I think a lot of Nick fans would have signed for one and one coming out of the break. And now you got the Pistons who you play at the garden two nights from now at home. Like that should be a win. So then you get, you start two and one post break and you try and build on that. So, you know, if you look at it through like a three game sample size, first three games out of the break, if I said the Knicks are two and one, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. And they're still on pace to do that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But Hey, I know everyone in the chat's talking about it right now, and I know there. I know everyone's waiting for CP to come back to talk about it. Uh, his guy Alec Burks right now, who is uh, struggling, <laughs> man, struggling to find some rhythm. CP, this is Burks guy. Uh, uh, what's happening? I, I need to know, man. I need to know, and I- I'm still gonna give it time for him to gel. I know you're asking him to play above his level for a little bit, but three of eleven, my man. One of seven from downtown. I, I need some more. I need more of this. And once again, like Bogdanovich, like I, th- I still think it's a good trade the Knicks made. Do, people do not take what I'm about to say wrong. 
I still believe this is a good trade for the New York Knicks. But this is where I say that these guys are going to be up and down. And this is why I say when you talk about the playoffs, this seems fully healthy. I don't know who you're going to go with because if you're going to get Burks going 311-107 and then you get Bogdanovich reverting back to what we saw for the first couple for the first game, like this is this is just tough and this is why they're role players, man. But once again, need everybody healthy, man. Need everybody healthy. Shout out to Deuce McBride, though. Deuce McBride came to play. When I saw that man, when I saw that man in isolation bring the ball up, he was like, you know what? I got this. <laughs> Drive left and then pull up and knock one down over Tatum. That got me going. I was like, that's that's what I need to see tonight. That's what I need to see tonight. So shout out to Deuce McBride for showing up. They got pieces, man. Obviously, when you're down an all-star, all-NBA player in Randall, you're down OG, who's one of the best defenders and really good perimeter corner shooters in the league. Like, it's tough. And well, what's encouraging, though, is guys like Deuce McBride getting an opportunity to play and making the most of it. Like, when everyone's in their normal role on this team, I think the Knicks are as good as any team in the East. They're certainly in the conversation. Like, it's at least interesting. You know, maybe Boston's in a different, you know, you know, in a different tier. That's fine. I'd like to see it, though. You know, I'd like to see this Knicks team fully healthy, playing Boston in a best of seven, and at least give us a shot at them. That, that's what I'd like to see as a Knicks fan. But, yeah, give, give credit to Deuce. I thought, look, Josh Hart was playing his ass off tonight. He wasn't hitting every three, but first half he was, you know, he was giving you effort on defense. He was rebounding. Like the, the Knicks still compete. They play hard. They just ran into a buzzsaw in that third quarter. I mean, Boston hit a bunch of threes and that happens. You know, as Thibodeau said after the game, you know, they, they're one of the best offenses in the league for a reason. You saw that firsthand. Jake, they shot 43% from three today. They shot, they were 15 to 35. It is tough to keep up with a team like that. But look, the Knicks, the Knicks, one of the Knicks' weaknesses, especially when they don't have OG, is guarding the three. And if you're going to just give up shots like this to Tatum, like Tatum was getting wide open looks, Jalen Brown was getting wide open looks, like, good God, man, this is. It's a it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, even Derek White was getting some open looks. Everybody got some looks today from three. I mean, the entire starting five was knocking down threes at a good clip. If you put some money on on the the Celtics for shooting over thirty percent today, I hope you won something because good God, this is this is just pff, I hate to see it, man. You hate to see it. But yeah, a shout out to hold on one second, hold on one second, because he's not here. I don't know where I don't know where CP is. But shout out to Eddie Mar in the chat. He said CP is going to wait for Burks to have a good game to come back on the show. Probably right, my man. <laughs> You're probably right. CP is probably hiding and be like, you know, Burks probably texting Burks right now. Yo, man, you got You got to do something. You got to do some good work, man. I need I need you to come out with a thirty piece so I can go back on there and say, you see, you see, this is how Burks is supposed to play. Nasty I like the move too, man. I, I do. Uh, it hasn't been great thus far, but I think we got to like, remember uh, you got guys playing at a position. There, there's not a ton of practice time. They're trying to figure it out on the fly. They're still dealing with the injuries. Like the Thibodeau teams typically are better in the second half than the first half. They've made two significant in-season trades, so it's a little different than it's been in the past. It, it will take some time, but I still have a lot of confidence in the decision by the front office and the coaching staff to get these players acclimated. I still think, ultimately, it was the right move for the Knicks because in a playoff series, like I could see Alec Burks, as he did the last time he was on the Knicks in a playoff series, having a night where he could give you 20 points off the bench and help you steal a game on the road. Or I could see a scenario where, you know, Bardanovich hits some huge threes if he's out there in crunch time minutes like I I could picture it you could see it so I'm still a believer in the trade I think we just got to be a little more patient salute to Knicks Nation thank you all for tuning in for KFTP post game live we're covering how the New York Knicks lost to the Boston Celtics tonight 102 to 116 I'm your host Alex Jutaris with me on the other side is my guy Jake Asman all right make sure to call in through the discord tonight we are not taking any calls through the phones only discord tonight so make sure to download the app make sure to go to the web browser whatever fits your fancy and make sure to call in to give off your takes I know it's a tough one people I know this is a tough one to stomach we just defeated the 76ers and now we lose to the Celtics I know it's it's tough, but make sure to call in. Give us your takes, all right? We want to hear them tonight. We know you're all not happy. Or maybe you are. Maybe you're optimistic. Maybe you want to. Maybe you believe in this team right now. Maybe you like me. You still believe in this team because we just need to get healthy. Make sure to call in and let us know, all right? Shout out to the rhyme animal himself, Chuck D. Throw a hashtag PE in the chat. He's, he gave us a $20 super chat saying, I went to game one this year with CP against Boston. Our... Our Knicks, it was a different team. It's a different team now, and we'll be a different team in April. Trust it. 
Trust it, Alex, Jake. The fear is Tibbs' overuse and underuse of the roster. Ooh. I like that. The fear is Tibbs' overuse and underuse of the roster. Jake, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, there's there's a catch-22 to it because sometimes you got to play these guys the, the minutes they got to play to win the game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. That's... That's the knock on Tibbs, right? He's a great regular season coach, and then he, he runs this guy down to the ground. I mean, I think it's a little different this year than maybe previous seasons, Alex, because, like, what's he not going to play Jalen Brunson right now? He's the only all-star they have on this team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys are hurt. So if you, if you want to win games and you want to be a top-four seed and have home court in round one and maybe avoid having to play a Boston until the conference finals, like, you got to win games here. So it, it, it's it's a scenario where I get it, but... It's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, I hear you. And But I think I, this is where I agree with what Chuck D is saying, is that it's not it's not Brunson. It wouldn't be Randall. It wouldn't be uh, even OG and Anobi. It's everybody else. I think there are times where Tom Thibodeau sticks with certain guys, like even Precious tonight. Like you, you stick with guys who you start to see struggle instead of – Trusting your bench and going back to players that were thriving. I can even look at Deuce McBride tonight. Deuce having a solid second quarter, and we didn't see him until the fourth. And I get that Tibbs has his formula, his rotations that he wants to ad- adhere to. But at some point, you have to be a little bit more flexible and read how the game is going. You just saw the Celtics start to open up and put on a scoring clinic against you. Maybe think about a different lineup that can go out there to shake things up a bit. I know you want to trust these guys. These guys play very tough on a night-to-night basis, especially the start, this current starting five. But I, I, I just don't think that you got to stay so – so you don't got to be so strict in how you manage your rotations. You got to be a little flexible, read the game, and just say, you know what? This isn't the lineup right now. Is there something else out there? Is there somebody else out there on this bench that can give us – some juice maybe offensively that we're missing right now. That's how I think about it for Tom Thibodeau. He's a, this is not saying he's not a great coach. This is not saying none of those things, but at least try a little bit more to go back to that bench and see if there's somebody there that can give you that help that you need. I thought he did that in the Sixers game really well. He stayed with that small lineup maybe a lot longer than people thought because it was working. So I thought that was mm-hmm. you know a, a good moment of him doing that. It, it's tough because – I feel weird criticizing the coach when they clearly lost to a much better team than they are right now. You know, that's uh, like that, that's the, the conundrum with a night like tonight, like Boston shot 67% in the first half. I, I forget what they finished for the game, but like it was ridiculous, especially in the third <laughs> quarter. They just didn't miss. So it's like, you know, there's only so much you could do when you're down Randall, you're down OG, you're down Mitchell Robinson and you're playing, you know, a fully healthy Celtics team. It's, it's tough. Uh, shout out to Daniel, our producer for tonight, throwing up the the Tom Thibodeau graphic saying, thanks, Jake, because, you know, I'm not even blaming Tibbs for tonight's loss. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, based on Chuck D's uh, super chat, I'm just saying that, you know, there are moments, and tonight's not a, a good example to say. I think you're right when it comes to, you know, going to the Sixers game and sticking with a lineup that helped win. There, I'm just saying there's going to be a moment where I'm not, and tonight's not the night, okay? When the when the other team is just clicking on all cylinders yeah. and shooting like shooting lights out, you there's nothing you can really do. But all I'm saying is that just try something. Just try something. You're you're, you're if you're gonna go if you're gonna go sinking with the ship, at least go swinging, man. At least start start throwing haymakers. All right, don't, don't be, the be like Rocky Balboa. You know, be like Rocky <laughs> Balboa. Just don't take punches. Start swinging back. Doesn't matter, man. Start swinging. That's fair. Hey, that's fair. Tough one tonight, man. Hey, anytime you lose to Boston, it just it hurts a little more, even if like you didn't really expect the Knicks to win tonight necessarily. Yeah, it, it just stings, man. I mean, it's look, the thing is that this is a tough Eastern Conference. Standings are tight. You want to make sure that you're in position to stay in playoff category so you don't have to go through the play-in, right? You look at number two through eight right now. It's a tight race. You got Cleveland that's 36 and 19. Bucks are 36 and 21. Knicks are 34 and 23. Uh, Sixers are 33 and 23. Magic, 32 and 25. They just surpassed the Pacers to take to get to the sixth spot. Pacers are 32 and 25. Miami's 31 and 25. All of that. It's tight, man. It's a tight race. 
We're talking about a game, two game separation between all those teams. And you don't want to be that team, especially with injury, to have to go through playing and then rely on winning one, maybe two games to get in. You know, that's that's the fear. I mean, that's I mean, it's fun for the NBA and for NBA fans for at large to watch that. But when you're rooting for your own team, you do not want to be in that position. Okay. Yes, the Miami Heat went on a magical run last year. Yes, the Lakers did the same thing out in the West, but you don't want that for your team. You want to make sure that you have, you know, maybe home court advantage. Right now, Knicks are four. They would have home court advantage if the season were to end today. So positioning is very important. And losing to the Celtics, who, you know, they're they're eight games ahead in front of Cleveland. The, you know, we're no no one's catching up with them. But you still want to win these games if possible to make sure that you could stand uh, in the tough. They're fine, Alex. Like they lost to the best team in the league without three of their five starters. Like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll beat the Pistons. They'll be two and one from the break. So it's like, you know, win the games you're supposed to like the Knicks have done a great job of that. I think the Houston loss was the first time they lost to a team below 500 all year. And they got hosed in that game. So you win the games you're supposed to <laughs> win your games at home. I'm just, I'm not doing the doom and gloom. You're too, you're too down to the dumps tonight, man. Turn that front upside down. Don't you dare. Don't put me down. Don't do not put Talking me down. About the playing game, the play game. The Knicks are not going to be in the play game. The Knicks are going to be the fourth seed or higher. I'm just you know, talking book, realistically. Jake. Come on, man. Come on. I'll give you realistic. You know, watch out for the Knicks. They're a top four seed, and they could be better than that when they're healthy. That, that's my for take on sure. the For sure. I agree with you 100% on that. But look, <laughs> man, it stinks when you lose. I'm just trying to I keep it. it real and give you perspective of wherever things trying to be right now, okay? I'm not I'm not upset. I'm not upset about this loss. Look, if you told me the Knicks were going to lose to Boston, I'd be like, you know, you're probably right, especially with a short-handed Knicks team. Okay, I wanted them to win. I thought they had a chance to win. Didn't happen. I hate losing to Boston. It is what it is. You live in Boston I'm just too. Saying, so it, it, it I'm just harder. saying. I, I want to see the Knicks in the Eastern Cup. I want to see them be one through six. I want to see them be one through six guys healthy, and then they can go rolling into the playoffs. That's all I want, man. No one's saying I'm worried. No one's saying I'm worried. Sheesh, Jake out here trying to think. I'm just trying to paint the skies in. Uh, you know, <laughs> the skies falling. What do you think? I'm chicken little over the here. Playing game. The playing game. Come on now. We're fine. The Knicks are okay. Okay. All right. So to next station, thank you all for tuning in. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else, Jake. Let's talk about this article that was by Stefan Bondi of the New York Post talking about how Josh Hart is a, a, a natural complainer, you know, a natural complainer, but he gets the job done no matter what. This man gets the job done. He likes to complain. I guess it's just cathartic for him because he likes to say, you know, he doesn't want to be the power forward. He doesn't like, you know, when he doesn't get enough touches. He doesn't like doing certain things. You know, he doesn't like having to guard some of the quicker, smaller guards on the perimeter. But you know what? He does it, and he goes out there and competes at a high level when doing so. And you know what? We got to give him respect for that. So shout out to Bondi for writing a, a solid article on Josh Hart and saying how he does all the tiny, gritty work to help this Knicks team go. And I think it's very true, man. When you look at what Josh Hart does, and he's having, a, he's been, he's struggled this season. He's dealing with a knee injury as well. I thought, he's, I thought he's done a good job this season just trying to play his game. And his game is being a high-energy guy. He's not supposed to be that, you know, lethal scorer off the bench, but a guy that's going to grab boards, do some playmaking, push out in transition and be an instigator man and be just a, a a pit bull out on the court and be an aggravator right when i think about somebody who could be uh an enforcer i think about josh hart so shout out to bondi on that article i thought it was really well written and i thought it gave some good light onto who josh hart is and just his character man especially when you check him out on uh the roommates podcast with him brunson and you start to see you know how he just complains about everything and start to get more about that it, it, it's funny, man. It's funny because I feel like some of us even know about these people in our work settings where the guy that always complains like, ah, I got to do this, I got to do that, but then they just shine through and through. So good stuff about Josh Hart, man. What would you think about the article? Yeah, look, I, I've been a Josh Hart fan for a while. I mean, when they acquired him last year, I mean, the, it changed the Knicks uh, you know, trajectory that season, and he was such a big part of them you know, getting as far as they did. So, uh, look, He's had to sacrifice his role. He's had to play multiple positions. He's jokingly or complained as they talk about in the article, had to play 40 plus minutes a night some nights. He, he's a team guy, man. Like he's great personality, great teammate. Guys love him. So 
That's been that's been one of the better moves Leon Rose has made. And then obviously extending him has been great. He's he's a part of this team going forward. I think every winning NBA team has a Josh Hart on it. And the Knicks have their guy. And he's one of the best like super role players you'll find in the NBA. Absolutely. And look, let's go to tonight's stats, right? I mean, you have Josh Hart once again. When you look at the box score and you look at how he performed tonight, Josh Hart in 42 minutes. He played 42 minutes tonight. You know he's going to be complaining about that, playing so many minutes <laughs> as he has on his own podcast. 42 minutes, he went 6 of 10 from the field, got you 16 points, 2 of 3 from the free throw line, 2 of 5 from downtown, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. You know, this guy is just all over the place. And you see even the effort where he's trying to cause steals when the Celtics are trying to push the ball up the court, right? I mean, he's just trying every way. This is the type of guy that's going to die for loose basketballs on the on the court. So. I like guys like this, man. And to your point, you do need a guy like this in winning basketball. I mean, look, you just think about other teams. Like, I'm not saying he's Draymond Green, but you think about somebody who does all the little stuff that can really be the star in their role. You need guys like that. And I think for Josh Hart, he is a star in his role. I know, like I said, it's been an up and down season for him. I know maybe some people were expecting, is he going to shoot 50% again from three as he did last year? No, that's not who he is. You know, he's like a 34 to 36 percent three-point shooter when he when he's knocking it down so I like what he's been doing this season man I think when I think because there's definitely a gripe when you go on Nick's Twitter when you go through some places there you you start to see that uh you start to see that there's a little gripe in the fan base because he gets all these minutes and you know he doesn't have that offensive game and maybe you need more Dante out there maybe you need somebody else who has a little bit more offensive game but at the end of the day Tibbs trusts him through and through, and you can see why he trusts him. He does all the little things and, and continues Tim's to do so, even when he complains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Tibbs complains too, so it's like a perfect marriage, you know? Tibbs always oh complaining to the reps, and so it's, <laughs> it's perfect. You know, he's always – Tibbs would be pissed off when the Knicks are down 20 or up 20. Sometimes you can't tell if you just watch him on the sideline. If you don't look at the score, you'd have no idea. You would never know if Tibbs were happy if the Knicks were winning by 30 and, like, if the t- – I feel like if the team was – shooting like 70% from the field, up by 30, uh, or one by 30, and, you know, it was damn near flawless game, Tibbs would still come back and be like, you know, I, I, we could do better. You know, I, I'm just <laughs> like, uh, you, you know, Jake, uh, we could have done better. I mean, we shot 70% from the field, but we should really aim for 90, and that's how we should do it. And that's how he probably would say it, with the deadpan and all. So, ah, look, man. Shout out to Josh Hart. Shout out to his to his efforts, man. And he's been doing the damn thing through these past couple of games. You know, when you look at what he's been doing since Julius has gone out and having to be that power forward or being that wing, especially when OG's been out, no matter what role he's been asked to do, he's really just stepped up. I mean, we can go back to – I'm pulling up his stats right here. We can go back to even playing against – you know, when they played against Miami, you know, he shot, he went five of seven from the field, averaged 14 points, got you five assists, nine rebounds. That following game against the Hornets came out with eight points, three of seven, got you 12 rebounds, seven assists. That game against Utah got his first triple, I think it was his first triple double, 10, 10, and 10, you know, shot 40% from the field. Didn't shoot well against the Pacers, but got you 12 rebounds, three assists, five points. Uh, and was playing solid defense in that. You talk about playing against the Lakers, had 12 points, 11 boards, man. This guy's just been getting you double-digit boards since Randall has gone down. There's only been two games, two, since Randall has gone down that he hasn't gotten double digits for rebounding, all right? And there's only been four games where he hasn't gotten you double-digit points either. So Josh Hart threw, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games through eleven games. He's only had four games where he's been in single digits, and four and, and two games for single digit rebounds. The dude has been on one man. He's definitely stepped up for when to, for what Tom Thibodeau has asked from him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Is he listed as a shooting guard on the screen there, too? And he's, like, playing, like, center, four, the three. He's playing every positionless basketball for the Knicks, too. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he, do, he does literally everything a basketball player needs to do on a winning team. I mean, I, I saw some of the comments, you know, calling him the Knicks' Marcus Smart. You used Draymond Green as a comp earlier. Just like a, a super role player, a guy who just impacts winning. And, and Josh Hart has done a really good job stepping up with all these injuries to the Knicks players that they've dealt with before the All-Star break and still out of the All-Star break. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? Let's get to the lines. Let's get to the Discord, uh, Jay. We got Cody Glock on the line. Cody, what's going on, bro? What's How are you feeling tonight, man? How are you feeling? Everything is all right, man. Yo, shout out Manscaped. My averages are turnovers because of Manscaped. I take care of the ball profusely with the utmost friction in my mission. No testimonials, classically. Yo, man, um, it was, it was, it was, it was bad tonight, man. But you know, it's the. It's the Celtics, the best team in the East, blah, blah, blah. I'll say the second best team in the East after the Knicks, you know. But, you yeah. know, like, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, like we, we don't have our guys. We don't have our – it's like, you know, the, the, they, the somebody, your best friend picks all the tall guys at, at the rec, you know, and y'all running basketball, and, you know – you you don't got your main guys you usually run with. You know, you got all the tall guys, but you know you're gonna get spanked, bro. No pause. But yo, man, what I like a, a good takeaway from this game, man. First half, we showed we wasn't scared, man. We showed we was gonna fight either way. You know, we wasn't scared of no smoke. Yeah, we in our we in our crib. We fought. We was only down what four to six points going into halftime. I felt good about it. You know, no Julius, no OG, no Mitch, whatever. But when we have those people back, I want to see how we respond. I want to see when Julius, OG. And that goes for everybody in the league, bro. I want to see when they come back, how we shut people down and how quiet Knicks haters get, man. The last thing I want to mention before I pack this up, ma. Yo, man. One thing... Pause, pause, pause. My bad. Yo, one thing that's great about the Knicks, one thing that's great about the Knicks that we don't really talk about often is how much that we fall into stuff. This year, we fell into mad scenarios, which is like, okay, we fell into OG Ananobi trading. We fell into iHeart I starting and being a great center because Mitch got injured. We fell into Petrus Atrua having to pick up the slack and showing us who he really is when Julius got injured. And I think we're going to fall into more scenarios, like falling mm-hmm. into complete you know, everything's going to fall in peace, just like it did for Miami Heat last year, but even better for us. Yo, shout out Nikki Pipes, man. Shout out CP Frito. Shout out Alex, man. Shout out um, Discord Jesus. Shout out Hashtag P in the chat. Chuck D, I'm out, man. Peace, man. Shout out to Cody Guaf calling in, man. Appreciate you as always. My man said, you know, he was just upset, man. He was upset, Jake. You know, he, he's, he's a little aggravated like me. He, he wants to beat the Celtics. He knows his team can be good. And unfortunately, we don't get to see that because we're going through a lot of injuries. But Cody said we've fallen into some interesting scenarios. Isaiah Hartenstein playing really well on the starting rotation. You got OG Ananobi, one of the best perimeter defenders, one, a, a solid 3 and D player. 
probably one of the better 3D players out there in the league. And now, you know, we're going through this injury and we're starting to see the more, the rest of the depth on the team. I mean, even Precious playing a solid game for us through the stretch. What are your thoughts on that? Where the Knicks have just, you know, have now stumbled upon this plethora of this plethora of players that they have on their roster. Well, it goes back to having confidence in the front office and Tom Thibodeau and his staff being good at their jobs. Like the player development on this team has been outstanding. One of the reasons you're able to make some of these moves is because you developed Emmanuel quickly in the first place to make him a tradable asset to get OGM and Ananobi. You know, you could give credit to RJ as well, but he was the third pick in the draft, so you expect that. But like quickly, I mean, everyone knows the CBS meme of, you know, quickly getting like a D minus grade after the Knicks took him. Like that's an example. Quentin Grimes turning into a player that they could use as a trade asset to make the other move they made uh, before the deadline. And like the list goes on and on. Even like Julius Randle was not this when the Knicks signed him. Obviously, his story is well known by Nick fans. Jalen Brunson's the biggest example of that. So the player development on this team has been really good. And the front office being able to find diamond in the rough players has been really good. And that's where like a guy like Precious Achua comes in and look what he's been able to do. So that's why I'm just not that down. Like they lost a tough game to a team that's much better than they are because the Knicks are down three of their five starters. It happens. It is what it is. Celtics also shot incredibly well. It's going to be, you know, the Celtics were going to have to play like their B game tonight. And the Knicks are going to have to play like their A plus game for the Knicks to win this one. But, you know, even in the loss, there's still some positives you could point to, and there's some really good players that are good in their roles. So when ideally you do get healthy, you can go on a run. You'd rather the injuries happen now than come playoff time. If it happens now, you can get healthy for the playoffs. If it happened in the playoffs, the next season would be over. So that's how you got to look at it if you're a Nick fan. For sure. And you like I, I think that's very well said, Jake, that you want the injuries to happen now. You get back healthy. You're good for the playoffs. And, you know, when you're healthy for the playoffs, you can go on those type of long runs. But there's something else that you said. The Knicks have been great at finding diamonds in the rough. And you know what else is a diamond in the rough, Jake? Manscaped. So guess what, everybody out there? 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for a New Year's resolution check-in with our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash. It's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your brush tame and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's hey, no. new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use our promo code KFTV for 20% off and free shipping the ball has dropped but don't drop the ball on your balls all right that's a diamond in the rough right there especially with the manscape ad reads so guys look manscape awesome product everyone on the team is strapped with it we love it highly recommend it go out there and go get yours no testimonials fact no testimonials we don't need none of that all right none of that at all and hey we got some super chats Shout out to John Shin, who's been a franchise channel member for 12 months. He says, love you, Trat and JD. Where's CP? Is he on a Japanese whiskey bender? I'm high on the Knicks in the playoffs. The upside for this team, healthy, is mind blown. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. I think with this team healthy, just based on how they competed tonight. It, oh, look at that. CP's the franchise. <laughs> Daniel with the graphics, man. CP got in the dreadlocks, man. This man's somewhere. Somewhere, if he, I would like to see CP come back with dreads. That'd be hilarious. But hey, uh, yeah, I agree. I believe on this Knicks team, man. Fully healthy. I mean, look, Knicks weren't even that far out of this game. Celtics really had to go on one in order to defeat this team. Knicks are a deep team. We just need to get healthy. Still want to win, though, to keep positioning in the East, even though Jake thinks I'm just an angry person right now. So anyway, we got another Super <laughs> Chat. Shout out to Chuck D once again with the $5 Super Chat. He says, Mitch, Hart, Precious. Bogey, Burks, alternate depending, and Deuce is a vicious second unit with Sims on emergency. But that's 12 players, ain't it? We got a lot of players, man. I don't like – I'll say this. Jake, and I need to know your – I need to know your thoughts too. I need to know your thoughts too. We know who the starting five, five is. I even believe with Mitchell Robinson coming back, I think Isaiah Hartenstein is still – uh, in that starting rotation, just because Mitch coming back from injury, you don't want to just throw him back in there. I think the rhythm and the chemistry that you see with Harnstein out there, you know, especially open up the offense as a good passing big and a guy who has an offensive game himself. I think it just keeps that starting five rolling. So it's going to be Brunson, 
OG Ananobi, Dante DiVincenzo, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein. I know Josh Hart's going to be in there. So that's six players right there. Seven, eight, maybe nine. But I'm going to, like, for seven, eight, like, I guess we're going to throw Burks in there, right? Uh, Mitchell Robinson, if he's healthy, he's playing. So he goes over uh, Burks, in my opinion. And then Bogdanovich. I just go back and forth between Bogdanovich and Burks on who gets more minutes, and I think that's who's ever hot. Or do you think Tibbs just goes straight nine and gives all these guys minutes? What, what's your take? Playoff rotation, he's going to play less guys, not more. So I, I definitely see eight rather than nine. But, I mean, it's interesting to do this now. Let's be real. Someone else is going to get hurt. Like, there's just – like, n- no team is 100% healthy for the playoffs. I mean, may, you know, I'd love to be wrong on this. You know, may, maybe the Knicks could be that team. But it's like it's, – it's a good problem to have too many playable players. So You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's better to have this scenario than – well, we don't have enough. Like, what happened against the Heat where it just felt like if it wasn't Brunson, they just had nobody else. Like, I, I think, you know, there, there's a there's a realistic path for the Knicks to have a nine – Play, a nine-man playoff rotation. I don't know if Tibbs will actually play nine, but they could if everyone's healthy. But I just have my doubts if everyone's going to be healthy. But I guess we'll see. I mean, you're right about Mitchell Robinson, though. I, he should come off the bench. Hartenstein has done enough where he should be 1,000% in the starting lineup, and you can limit Mitch's minutes coming back from this injury off the bench. Yeah, I don't I don't see Mitch going back in the starting, rota- in the starting rotation when he comes back healthy. As important and as great as Mitch was starring this the season, I just think, I think that's just a lot of change, man. I think you want to go with what's been rolling, and you know, before Randall went down, that 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 starting five was clicking, man. I really liked it, and look, I'm still intrigued to see what Mitchell Robinson and OG Ananobi look like on the court together because that's two defensive anchors on your team. I think that's just so dynamic and, and altering for whatever they do. So I want to see how that looks. But hey, we got another caller through the Discord. We got. Um, I don't want to butcher your name. It's OS Jedi. OS Jedi. OS Jedi. Okay. OS Jedi. What's your name? Where are you calling it from? Uh, my name is Eric. I'm calling from Brooklyn. Derek from Brooklyn. What's going on, bro? How you feeling? A little sad. I had a bunch of Celtics fans in my house tonight watching the game with me. It's a little embarrassing. Once the third quarter <laughs> rolled around. I hear. Yeah, I'm re- wearing my Frazier jersey right now. Hmm. Feeling a little let down, but a couple of like highlights of this game is we're missing three starters, three starters, and hung with one of the best teams in the league for most of the game. There was even that small little comeback in the fourth. Another highlight is the fact that if Jalen Brunson comes back, if OG comes back, they are going to be fresh and they already know the system. If we manage to hold on to at least a four spot moving into the playoffs, we're going to be in a very good position. Guys are going to be rested, ready to go. And I think we can make a deep run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – how far do you think the Knicks can go in this – as a fully healthy Knicks team, how far do you think they can go in the playoffs? I told everyone tonight, Eastern Conference Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Derek, not that. this team can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. We, okay. we cannot have a repeat of last year. We cannot. And what's that? Like Just being, being like... The second round, the second round exit? Yeah, that's, that's unacceptable for this roster, for this team. This team is constructed really? to win now. Oh, yeah. Not, not if they're not healthy. I mean, they could easily lose in the second round if they're not healthy. If they're not healthy, they're going to go out in the first round. That's, that's without a doubt. This team, like Brunson, can only carry you so far. The fact that Mitchell Robinson was having a defensive player of the year before he got injured. He could have been defensive player of the year. That's how good he was. I remember his stat was he had more rebounds than most teams at one point at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season. Am I correct in that? You are correct in that. Awesome. That would have carried us so fucking far. Oh, oh, sorry. I got to cut you off right there, my man. Got to cut you off oh, right there. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse. No, no curse, my man. Appreciate the call. Uh, I, appreciate the call. Oh, uh, thank you. 
Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sorry, we can't. It's a family show, my man. Family show. We cannot have swearing on the show. We, we're trying to keep this open for everybody of all ages, my man. Of all ages. All right. He was doing so good, but you can't swear on this show. That is just one thing we cannot do. You can call back in anytime, Derek from Brooklyn, anytime. But this is a family show. Appreciate you, though. Uh, so he believes Eastern Conference Finals. This team's fully healthy. Okay, and then he says getting to the second round and be and, and losing it as this team's currently constructed. If this team's fully healthy, losing in the second round is unacceptable. Do you agree with that, Jake? They lost in seven games to the Celtics in the second round. Can I sit here and say it was a failed year? Right. Like it, it, it depends how it looks. It's tough to say. We can sit here and say, well, they didn't get further than they were last year. So you know that's that's. That's a failure because they got back to where they were, but I don't view it that way. I, th- I think it's going to come down to one, how healthy the Knicks are, two, their playoff matchup in particular. It's why be the three seed, or you know, I think it's going to be tough to be the two, but can you be the three seed and avoid Boston to the conference finals? That's what you want. That's what you're trying to do. You know, it, it's tough to sit here though and say you know if the Knicks went to seven and lost the game seven in Boston in the second round. It's a failed year. Like I, I won't go that far. Yeah, I find that tough to say it's a failed year. I mean, it all depends on who the matchup is and how you go out, right? I mean, if you go out, I don't know what's a good like. Let's say you were like the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Let's say you were like the Milwaukee Bucks. You lost to a low seed like the Miami Heat. And let's say that was the second round and you got punked. Like, that's unacceptable. That's a failed year, yes. Yeah, that's unacceptable. You get to the second round, and you talk about, as you said, going against the Boston Celtics, and you go seven-game series, and they're all highly, con- highly like, was it? I guess highly competitive games, all coming down to the wire. You know, we're talking about minor adjustments here and there. It's not a failure. You're playing one of the best teams. So it all depends who you're playing in that second round, who like, and how the games go. Um, it's tough for me to say that it's a failed year, though. It's a failed year. But Derek, like I said, call back in anytime, man. Just no swearing. You got it next time, though. You got it next time. All right. You know what we should go to, Jake? We should go to this game by the numbers. So let's pull up this game by the numbers presented by Underdog Fantasy. Okay? And for tonight's numbers, well, I wish it was better. That's all I could say, Jake. <laughs> I wish it was better. And so yeah. tonight, when you look at the numbers, man, obviously the Celtics won 116-102. to 102. The Knicks did win the rebounding battle 45-39. to 39. They, however, did lose the assist battle 27-21. to That's still an area that this team struggles to excel in under Tom Thibodeau. Uh, the Knicks lost the turnover battle. They had 13 turnovers to the Celtics 7. They did. They, you know, they shot the ball well tonight. I can't even complain. They shot 45% from the field, 34% from downtown, and they shot 94% from the free throw line. However, the Celtics decided to come out here and shoot 57% from the field and 43% from downtown. So stuff like that is going to be difficult, especially when through the through three quarters they shot damn near seventy percent. All right, and then when you start looking at second chance opportunities, the Knicks defeated the Celtics in second chance opportunities. One, that's their bread and butter right there, eighteen to eight. Fast break points is where they lost. Knicks only had five fast break points to the Celtics ten, and then when it came to points in the paint, Celtics were just getting downhill at will and got fifty eight points in the paint to the Knicks thirty eight. An area the Knicks used to thrive in, but when you don't have Julius, when you don't have Mitch, when you don't have guys like that who can really, you know, punish opponents, then you're going to start to see this fall out of the Knicks' favor. So it's not a shock how the Knicks lost tonight. It's no it's no surprise. What were your takeaway from these statistics? Three-point shooting, man. It's it's like, that's the NBA. Boston shot 15 of 35, and, you know, specifically when they went up 20 in the third quarter after Tatum hit a three late in the quarter, they had hit 9 of 11 in that quarter alone. They were 15 of 25 at that point from the game, and they finished 15 of 35. So think about that. They didn't hit a three in the fourth quarter based on my, my, my math here, and it was enough because they built a 20-point lead, so they had that cushion. So... I mean, that's, that's the story of the game. Three-point shooting by the Celtics, and the Knicks just could not recover from 
you know, what Boston was able to do offensively, which happens when you're down three of your five starters, you know, that's, that's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, this, this, this segment by the numbers is brought to you none other than by our sponsor underdog fantasy. So make sure to use that promo code KFTV to get up to a $100 match. All right. And here's where I went tonight, Jake, here's where I went tonight. So I chose five. I went with five pickums. All right. So actually, let me, let me let me take that step back. Underdog fantasy, great for fantasy sports. If you want to do drafts as well, you can do that too. You know, usually it's CP, the Knicks chick, maybe JD or 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 CK and myself. We all do the the draft. But since CP is somewhere, I don't know where he is. This man's like Carmen San Diego right now, somewhere in the world. I can't find him. Uh, you know, we're not doing drafts right now. Anywho, if you don't want to do drafts, which you could do for any sports, NFL, NBA, and so forth, uh, you can also do the pickums, which any sport, once again, NFL, MLB, NBA, uh, soccer, okay? You can choose any sport you want to do, and you can put, choose anywhere between two to five players, and you can mix and match, too, between sports. It could be football. It could be basketball. It doesn't all have to be one sport, so you can mix and match your sports to create the winning ticket that you believe will get you that prize money that you deserve. So tonight, here's where I went for my five picks. First, I chose Anthony Edwards. I had him going higher than 27.5 points against the Brooklyn Nets. Minnesota won 101 to 86, and Ant-Man did have 29 points, so I hit there. I then chose Cam Johnson to go lower because it was a spicy one than one and a half, three points. The Nets have been stinking it up. I didn't expect him to have a good game. He decided to hit two three-pointers. Come on, Cam. You got to help me out here, man. You got to just, you know, miss it one. You got to miss one for me. And then I decided to go with Josh Hart lower than nine rebounds tonight. I just felt that against a tough Celtics team, this was not going to be an easy one for him to rebound. I hit on that. Josh had eight rebounds against the Celtics tonight. I then chose Jason Tatum. I thought he was going to have higher than three three-pointers made tonight. He decided to keep it cool tonight and be that laid-back player that he talked about in the athletic and he only hit two threes tonight. So I didn't hit on that. And then I thought Bogdanovich, I believed. I wanted to believe, people. I wanted to believe that that performance against Philadelphia, okay. that he was going to come through as uh, as Cody Glock would call him, Mr. Bodega, okay? Boyan Bodega Bogdanovich did not come through for me tonight. And he I chose him for a higher than two three-pointers made. He only made one tonight. So did not have the winning ticket. On a, little, on a little losing streak, man. I'm not liking this, man. I'm not liking this. I was on a little winning streak before the break. Now I come back and it feels like I got to shake off the rust. But, hey, you don't got to follow what I got to do. You can create your own tickets. So don't do do not do what I do. Do what you want to do that helps you win. But make sure to support our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. All right. Oh, looks like, Jake, did you win something tonight? Is that what you're showing me right here? Yeah, I hit on uh, bo- you know, bogey under, or sorry, lower than 19.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Brunson higher than 28.5, and then Chris Stapp's lower 6.5 first quarter points. Five bucks to win 30 bucks. Underdog fantasy, baby. Woof, woof, woof. Arf, arf. You got to you gotta make dog noises, Alex. Those are the rules when you place underdog slips, at least on my show, because <laughs> underdog sponsors the Jake Adsford show as well. There you go, and there you go. There's the there's the there's the barking Jake, as uh, we have come to know know and love. And there you go, he wins. See, maybe you all <laughs> got to tune into Jake, you know, and and listen to what his picks are because this guy's winning, and I'm here on a losing streak. So Jake, I'm going to hit you up <laughs> next time because I need to get back on my winning ways. So make sure to support our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to download the app or go to the web browser, whatever fits your fancy, and use that promo code KFTV to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. All right. Let's keep things rolling around here. Man, it just stinks, Jake. I just... uh, I really want this win tonight, man. I really really wanted this win. Why? They'll beat the Pistons two days from now, and the vibes will be restored. I mean, the vibes will be restored, but beating the Pistons is like, I don't know, taking that, I don't know, it's like... <laughs> two and, two and one like, like, from the All-Star like, break. It's like, fresh, it's like, what is it, Freshman Fridays where someone picks you up and gives you a swirly? <laughs> that's how it feels like for the Knicks. It's like, all right, kid, we're going to give you a swirly and throw it, and that's it. 
I mean, it's just tough to. It's it, once again, Alex. It's just it was tough to expect them to win tonight. So I'm not as uh, I'm not as down to the dumps as maybe you are. Uh, I'm not. Who's you keep saying I'm down to the dumps, man? I'm just angry. <laughs> I just I can't be that man. The Celtics shot like 97 percent from three tonight. Like you know, like it, it happens. It, it was a tough one. Ah, uh, it hurts, man. Totally hurts. Totally hurts. All right. What's the chat saying, man? How's the chat feeling tonight? Chat. Salute to all you. Salute to Knicks Nation. Salute to everybody tuning in right now. Salute to the chat. Let's see. We got some franchise channel members in here. We got John Shin. We got TM in here. I know we got Chuck D. Who else we got here? Shout out to G5 Wees. We got G5 Wees in here as well. We got JJ. Where is it? I know we got Junior Caroma in here as well. We got our guy John Talento. Shout out to all you guys. Shout out to the regulars. We got Jay from Puerto Rico in here. We got KG7 full. Ray Danger in here. What up? What up? What up? Ari from Taiwan. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's the what's the vibes tonight? How are y'all feeling? How are y'all feeling? Yeah, two of the that is correct. Shout out to you for being a franchise channel member, too. Yeah, Alex is in Boston. That's why. Yes, I am angry because I'm out here and I gotta listen yeah. to it. All right. When I go into work on Monday, I have to listen to I'm gonna have to listen to nonsense on how, oh, we're gonna go to the finals and da 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 da. No one needs to hear that, man. No one needs to hear that. Good God. Let him straight. Tell him that we had a healthy starting five. I actually just that. that. <laughs> That's all we can do. It's a, look, they say injuries are an excuse. That's BS. Injuries are absolutely an excuse. I, the, 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 Knicks, the Knicks have a chance to win tonight who, if they're healthy. Who, I don't know. Why are we having this uh, on, the te- on the telecast? Take the Celtics. Take that down, Daniel. What are we doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> TM says Alex lives in a gated community. No, I do not live in a gated <laughs> community. Please. This is, not, this, is living. this is not uh, Florida either, where I live. <laughs> Oh, man. How about Brunson, man? Let's talk about Brunson because he was on, uh, what was it? Who He was on, what was it? Uh, what was it? What's the podcast he was on? All the Smoke? All the Smoke. Thank you. He was on All the Smoke podcast with Matt, with Matt Barnes and, and uh, Jackson out there, and he was talking about how the, the Dallas Mavericks, man, Fumbled the bag. He wanted to be a map man. He wanted to be a map, but he, but they fumbled the bag. They did not believe in Jalen Brunson. And look how blessed we are, man. Jalen Brunson comes here, flourishes, and I just remember Mark Cuban being thrilled thinking that he won that trade to get KP. But you know what? At the end of the day, we won. We won and we got the best player out of Dallas, all right? And we didn't have to trade for him either. We just had to sign him a free agency. Look at that. Yeah, and so it went from the worst contract in the NBA to all of a sudden now it's probably the best bargain in the NBA too. And within, within one season, people changed their tune. It's funny, right? It's funny how things can change in a heartbeat, but... I really like that segment, man. I really like that segment between uh, Brunson, Matt Barnes, and Stephen Jackson, how he was just breaking down like what you expect. It's just interesting, man, because I think it's interesting to me where a team just doesn't believe in what they were seeing from their own homegrown talent. And the fact that Mark Cuban said, oh, we can give him the most money, and then he doesn't go out there and give him any offer. And yet the Knicks were, char- were, were charged with tampering. This is where I'm starting to wonder, like, what? why were the Knicks even docked for tampering where now you have Brunson like, oh, you know, Mavs didn't even give me an offer. Mavs didn't do anything. Yet the, the Knicks had to get penalized for this. NBA, what are you doing? What was that investigation all about? I would like to know. And then the Mavs with their nonsense in the draft last year, tanking away the Knicks pick. It just it rubs you the wrong way. But hey, Knicks got the last laugh, man. I mean, they got the they they got the All Star point guard who's completely changed the trajectory of the Knicks franchise going forward. I mean, they have they they have a superstar. His name is Jalen Brunson. That is a fact. They have a superstar. His name is Jalen Brunson. And you know what, Jake? I think that's a good place to end the show. 
You know, I think that's a good place to end the show. The Knicks. Nice. Positive vibes. I love positive it. vibes. There you go. I'm giving you some positive vibes on a way to end the show. So appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for hosting the show with me tonight. Please let, if you got anything coming up, man, let the listeners know where uh, you got going on. Yeah, so I'll be on uh, ESPN Radio tomorrow from uh, 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, so ESPN National. So if you're in the New York area, 10.50 a.m., not 98.7. I'm doing uh, national radio tomorrow. So ESPN app, you can hit the Listen Live button, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can hear me, and uh, I'm on the Jake Asman Show each and every day on YouTube talking about Jets and other New York sports teams. So subscribe there and Instagram, Twitter. At Jake Asman's where you can find me, but on the radio tomorrow. So looking forward to it. definitely going to try and mix in uh, some Knicks talk if I can squeeze it in somehow. But it's a national show when I get a chance to host on uh, 98.7 ESPN New York. We're always talking Knicks, so uh, that should be fun. And if you're a football fan, I'll be live from the NFL Combine next week. So subscribe to the Jake Asman show for some big time uh, NFL draft related interviews. Jets and Giants fans definitely check it out. So should be a fun week, man. Can't wait. There you go. Support our guy, Jake Asman. And everything that he does and all of his endeavors, man, the man's just climbing the ranks. I mean, look, now you got the Jake Asman show with ESPN right there behind him. And then uh, soon to be serious, man, this guy is just, you know, putting in that work and he's seeing all the work, you know, come to fruition. So salute to you, Jake. Salute to all the work you do. You do, man. Phenomenal stuff. And salute to Knicks Nation, man. Salute to all you for tuning in for this KFTV post game live. All right. It didn't end the way that we wanted to. Unfortunately, the Knicks would end up losing 102 to 116 to the Boston Celtics. Hopefully we get them next time. Hopefully the Knicks are healthy the next time we play the Celtics because I think the we played them the last time we played the last time we faced the Celtics this year for the fifth time by the way uh, will be in April I believe. So let me let me just look at April 12th, right? April 12th. I believe you are yeah. correct on that. Let's just check and make sure we got that right. April 11th. One day off. One day off. It will be April 11th in Beantown. Probably be at that game, man. So, salute to Knicks Nation. Thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully, we beat the Celtics the next time in April. Hopefully, the Knicks are healthy by that point, getting ready to roll into the playoffs. So, salute to all of you. Appreciate you for all for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share the link to this video if you haven't done so already. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so either. And look, make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a family member to tell their pets. All right, that's how we grow this channel through the grassroots movement that we're doing so far. So make sure to support in every every way possible and share the links, man, whether it's social, you know, whether on IG, Facebook, wherever it may be, even Twitter, that goes a long way. So make sure to do that. Also, make sure to support our sponsors. Make sure to support Manscaped. Go use the promo code KFTV for up to 20% off and free shipping. Make sure to support Underdog Fancy. Use that promo code KFTV to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Also, go to KnicksFanTV.com. We got some great writers over there doing some wonderful things, so make sure to support the website as well. Also, if you can't catch these shows live, you know what you can do? You can download us on any audio listening platform that you use, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be. So make sure to go to that app, subscribe to the channel over there as well, so that way you never miss a beat, so that way you're always in the know. And then last and certainly not least, shout out to everybody once again, man. All right. Salute to everybody. Salute to everybody. Salute to all the mods. Salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to the franchise channel members. We appreciate all of you every single time that you come through to support us. It means so much. So thank you all. And guess what? We'll catch you. I guess we'll catch you Monday after we play the Detroit Pistons for another KFTV postgame live. All right, everyone. We out. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.